Oh, baby. Welcome back to yet another action-packed episode. We got the best content at Talking Sports better than most. We had another eventful week in college football, the NFL, and college football or college basketball truly kicked off um, with all the games that we got to see last weekend. But we'll have more to talk about that later. Yep. It's hard to believe we're already on week 11 of the NFL season. Um, Steven's excited to play some more music. Um, I'm trying to get everyone hyped. <laughs> week 11, um, gosh, it's going by pretty quick. And I feel like this weekend and then next week, of course, with the NFL having so many games on Thanksgiving Day, kind of everything goes by quick. And um, it's just, again, it's going by so quick. But the neat thing is, even though it's going it's going by quick, I feel like every week the storylines are changing. And I think that's what makes the NFL kind of so exciting. I think you have, like, the NBA and, you know, like, Major League Baseball season. Like, we kind of – Halfway through the season, you kind of know who to talk about and who not to talk about. And in the NFL, obviously, they only play, what, 17 games. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, like, honestly, the storyline changes every week. Like, literally, we could go on today and talk about every team, and it would be almost complete opposite of what we kind of talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just nuts. And I guess we got to start last night on Monday Night Football with Eagles. They looked... Uh, they kind of came out strong. They up 14-7, and then Washington kind of just... I mean... They had some fumbles and some turnovers. I mean, technically a missed face mask call, but I mean, just um, some turnovers in that game that, that cost you against a team like Washington. Yeah, Washington's one of those teams that I don't know if they, it's not that they don't have talent. They've kind of underperformed this year. And it seems like since Heineke's come in and, and quarterback, they've kind of gotten like a little shot of energy in them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think they believe Heineke more than they believe in uh, the the whatever you want to call it. Um, I can't think of his name now. I was going to make fun of him, and I can't think of his name. Carson Wentz, I mean, he, the, yeah. And, you know, Chase Young's coming back this week, so I think kind of that's going to be a good thing for for Washington's defense. They got Terry McLaurin, which obviously he's, he's kind of come to light all of a sudden. So, you know, they're kind of, it's, it's definitely, I think, um, I don't know. People now are complaining with the Eagles. They didn't have a good, de- you know, they didn't play a good schedule and all that kind of chaos. So I don't know. But again, here we were talking about the Eagles. I feel like they kind of got knocked down a little. And now what they've done is open the way to this Minnesota Viking team, who everyone's questioned. Um, are they good? And they go and have one of these epic games with Buffalo, um, which everybody thankfully finally got to see. They were a, a one o'clock kick, which meant it was only kind of in the area but of course since the box game that was on first ended soon the whole nation got to see the end of that game and in the final um the final two minutes it's just unbelievable buffalo blows a 17 point lead at the half they stop minnesota at the goal line and inexplicably uh, they fumble the football they fumble the snap and minnesota scores a touchdown i mean think about this sometimes in games how many times you've seen a quarterback um, you know, they're at the one yard line, half inch yard line, whatever you want to call it. Next thing you know, you're like, okay, how hard is it to kind of just push the line forward? But I mean, it was one thing, it, w- it would have been one thing if it was a safety, but Josh Allen just never got the snap and it turns into a touchdown for Minnesota. Then, um, Buffalo gets the ball back. And even though it was probably a completed pass, that shouldn't have been a completed p- pass. They get an overtime. Um, Josh Allen threw some picks um, and now the question is, um, 
how good is Minnesota? Are I mean, I guess now are they the best team in the NFC? I don't know, but they just they they looked really good. And Buffalo's defense is banged up. Um, Josh Allen, like I said, is throwing interceptions, um, and Kirk Cousins just he keeps winning. So I mean, how real is Minnesota? You think in your mind? Um, yeah, I mean, I know Minnesota won, and it's got to be. Um, rewarded but at the same time do i think they're still going with the super bowl no i still think buffalo bills are a better team than them they just won the game um on sunday i guess yesterday uh a better team in my opinion didn't win obviously like i just said so uh yeah they're uh, eight and one now so i mean i guess we have to give them respect but to be to be honest with you that catch late for justin jefferson uh, there were so many things that had to happen correct for, for the vikings to win that game and then the fumble uh, when the game, they thought the game was over in Buffalo, uh, people were celebrating. They thought that game was over, and then they fumbled a um, QB sneak. Yeah. Uh, that catch, like I said, for Justin Jefferson. I mean, it was what fourth and 13, 14, Ooh, 15, God. whatever it was. Without question, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. So um, all that had to happen right for them to win. And I don't think Josh Allen is still anywhere near healthy with his arm. So yeah. um, I still think the the Bills. Are a better football team than, and especially if they could get a good running back. Um, God, I couldn't even imagine how good they would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it was a, it was a very entertaining game. I agree. I still think the Bills are the better team when push comes to shove. The Bills play the Browns this weekend. Apparently, going to be one, two, three feet of snow in Buffalo starting Thursday night into Sunday. So. Should be a real um, a fun scene there, but um, without question, that definitely changed things up. Speaking of Cleveland, they get blown up by the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, waddling his way around. Um, the Dolphins' defense played a little bit better, but the Dolphins, it'll be interesting to see when they leave South Florida and go up and play Buffalo in Buffalo, New England in New England. How does Miami's football game, you know, we talk about it in, in the Big Ten and how the, the college football season plays, but what happens to Miami when they go? I know I was reading some of the, I follow a lot of the Cleveland Brown beat reporters on Twitter, and it was interesting. They were talking about how in, on the on the Miami Dolphins sideline, it was 80 degrees. On the Cleveland Brown side, it was over 100 degrees because of the way the sun was shining there. Um, so it's just, it'll be fun to see. What happens when that offense goes up north and let's say they play in 25-degree weather in Buffalo or 15-degree weather in New England, how they kind of look. But it definitely looks like two is throwing the ball. Tyree Kill's doing his thing. And like I said, Waddle just keeps waddling around in the end zone. Gusecki catches a few passes. And are the Dolphins for real? I'm still kind of like the same boat with them and the Vikings. I mean, they're good, but do I believe that they've like even reached their ceiling no but they also too uh, was the question before the season started and he's obviously starting to look better and better but i still don't think that they're like yeah they're good but i think at the same time they could literally lose to any team in the nfl every week yeah i think um, they're that like in- inconsistent um they don't have they don't have like a part of their game where they can just say like i can beat you even if you know what's coming whether it's a run or a throw or a certain type of you know, play action or whatever it is that they're going to run offensively. I still don't think that they can just say, I'm better than you. I don't care if you know what's coming. Um, And just, yeah, I mean, I just don't think that they can do that quite yet. 
a lot of games this year they've really struggled offensively, even if the score indicates otherwise. Um, they haven't moved the ball tremendously well this year, um, other than a few quarters in games that they've really done well offensively. So, um, yeah, I'm not... not they still holding check on. Yeah, to me, they're still... Obviously, they're not a fraud, but, like, they're... Are they my Super Bowl favorite? No, I mean, the Raiders are still my Super Bowl favorite, obviously. Um, but, I'm kidding, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami's good. I'm not going to say anything that they're not good. So but. you're abandoning Las Vegas in the Super Bowl? If they make it there, um, we'll make we'll have a bet if the Raiders make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. And you, 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 can, you can decide what the, um, you know. What the wager is. Yeah. Okay. All right, so anyways, then in the NFC, you know what? I say good things about the Cowboys. I start to believe in the Cowboys. You got Aaron Rodgers looking like he's down and out. And somehow, Aaron Rodgers comes through. Um, The Cowboys blow a big lead, 14-point lead. Um... I don't know what is going on. What what Dallas? What you know? The wide receiver. I, I don't know why they ever let Amari Cooper go. Um, Dak. I don't know. Sometimes Dak looks good. Sometimes Dak looks not good. Tony Pollard's probably their best player on offense. Probably good that Zeke's been injured. I mean, oh, C.D. Lamb. I don't know. Maybe he catches some passes here or there. The what is going on? And has Aaron Rodgers maybe finally got this great wide receiver? I don't know. Was it just lucky? Dallas is supposed to have this vaunted defense. Um, Parsons, I guess, has been using a little bit differently in the defense lately. And it just seems like, gosh, they're, they're, I don't know. I was being nice to Dallas. I was being super nice to Dallas. And then Aaron Rodgers strikes. What's your take on the Cowboys? I mean, it's just the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know. I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I wasn't really rooting for him to win. But I guess they uh, found a way to come back and win. And But they're far from um, perfect. The Packers. I mean, I know they won that game. And it means a lot. But I guess I, I would say let's see what happens when they play this weekend and, and see what they do. Um, to bounce back, everyone, anyone can get up and win. I mean, they, they they had to have known it meant more to go up against McCarthy and then the Cowboys in general. Yeah. Um, but let's see what happens this week. See what happens going forward. Are they, you know, winning solves a lot of problems. Losing creates a lot of them. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, and then the Cowboys. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know what to say about the Cowboys. And then Tom Brady goes to Germany, is invigorated. I think they finally exposed the Seahawks. They've ran all over the Seahawks. The the, the Tampa Bay look good, folks. Uh, they're running the football. Now, I know Leonard Fournette got injured, um, but they got a young rookie um, coming in and running like crazy. Um, they were great on third down. I watch a lot of that game. And Seattle got ran all over. Now, Again, I felt like they were really... I like DK Metcalf because he's on my fantasy team, but I felt like they were really pushing it to him kind of a little too much. And um, those Michigan State fans kind of shut up a little bit because Kenneth Walker definitely did not look like the second coming last Sunday. Um, 
So I think they got exposed, but I'll tell you what, Tampa Tom might be back. Okay. <laughs> well, this is like saying Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are back because they won one week. Um, I mean, the 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 Tampa Bay might be fine because the division and conference <laughs> they play in um, yields good results because the conf- the division sucks. But um, do I think that they're going to win us uh, even contend for a Super Bowl right now? Absolutely not. You'd be crazy to tell me you think that. Their car is in tears after the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk about Las Vegas and Las Los Angeles, cities of loss. Yeah, they, I mean they suck. Isn't that amazing how bad the Rams and Raiders are? I mean the Rams lost to Dallas. I mean not Dallas, Arizona. Without their starting quarterback. I mean I am not saying both teams had their backup quarterback. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, so it's just Tyler Murray was out. Stafford was out. Cooper Cup's having ankle surgery. He's out at least a minimum four games. There's no reason to bring him back because I think they won't have a chance to make the playoffs anyways. Um, They have the worst record ever after winning the Super Bowl through nine games. That's what I read. Six, three, and six. Well. Following with Super Bowl championship, I should say. A ring. Too rough. Hey, what about your Detroit Lions? Somehow, someway, they come back from 14 down. Justin Fields is lighting the fantasy world on fire. Um, I still think we got some big issues with Justin Fields. He definitely runs the ball. He he can definitely throw the ball from 10 yards and in. Be interesting to see if they can ever get a playmaker. I know Claypool had a good first game. He didn't really play well, I think, this past Sunday. But somehow the Detroit Lions, um, I, I watched a lot of that game because I had Jared Goff on one fantasy team and Justin Fields on the other one. So I just was trying to watch those points go like crazy. Alan Ross St. Brown finally had a good game again. Seems like he's been struggling for a while. Um, but the Detroit Lions, um, they're getting ready for that big Thanksgiving game against Buffalo Bills. I mean, is it is it a mirage? Do you I mean, as a Lions kind of, you know, fan, do you want to see him win as many games this year? Or would you rather see them kind of lose and get a high draft pick? Like what 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 goes through your mind? Um, I think they need to win. They've been enough losing in the last, you know, half century uh, to make up for winning a couple games this year. I mean, I think they got to win. they got to pr- prove that Dan Campbell and what they're building right now is correct. And I mean, they're still going to get a good draft pick. That's not an issue, but um, at least a respectable draft pick. Um, so, I mean, I think if you're a Lions fan, you want to see them win um, because they're only they're not that far away from the, the playoffs. Obviously, I'm sure if they made the playoffs, they'd get absolutely uh, trounced um, right away. But um, for a team that you that was what one and six two weeks ago to be three and six now, uh, playing a Giants team that oh I know that the Giants are seven and two, but it's not like they've just absolutely blown people away. Um, they haven't. I mean, they they've scored twenty four points, twenty or thirteen points, twenty three points, twenty four points, twenty seven points, twenty points. 16, 19, 21. So it's not like they're just lighting teams up. They're just winning games. Right. So um, I expect this game to be pretty low scoring. I'm disappointed, Sunday. though. I was texting you about Jared Goff, and I, I, I don't know. They just, I feel like they're definitely scared to, to let him throw too much. I don't know. It, the Lions are winning, and we're looking here on ESPN right now. Five and five is in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. So stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah. I, so, mean, I mean, right now they're only what? 
couple games back, I guess. Maybe one game back. Yeah. So, it's it, it's not out of the question. So, um, hey, so let's talk for a quick second. I don't know how much you've been following, Stephen. I know I've been following some. I don't truly understand what what's going on, but the whole Jeff Saturday thing, becoming the head coach of the Colts. And so many people are furious. The guy with no no head coaching experience, like announcers are going crazy. But he goes and he beats um, the 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 Raiders. The Super Bowl, the, my, the my predictions. Super Bowl team. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, like, look, it'd be like I guess you and I. I mean, people act like he doesn't know anything about football. He yeah. played football. So I mean, come on. I think it's kind of. I understand what they're saying. They're saying there's so many coaches that are in the NFL. Um, at various levels and different teams that, you know, are waiting for their chance and they did not get that position. But at the same time, it's Jim Irsay's organization, so he has the, the choice to make whoever it is the head coach. Like, if it's a horrible decision, that's that's what he's got to answer to. It's not, it's not just because he's a, a former player that is um, maybe getting some privilege of his uh skin tone so uh i want to denounce that uh yeah i don't know anyone i I mean ryan clark and all them said a lot of things on espn the last few days after he got hired um to be the interim head coach and i know it's it is obviously interesting to see but obviously there's some belief in him um and i think i mean the guys in the locker room seem to believe in him like him and um, surround and and be happy to be around him. And I mean, I guess I don't know what it was like with Frank Reich, right? But um, a guy that played lots of years, played with Peyton Manning. So I don't think there's many players you can play with better than him. He was an to, offensive lineman. They're struggling yeah. on the offensive line. So, um, I guess I would compare it to let's say Jim Harbaugh left Michigan tomorrow and they brought in, um, you know, uh, Desmond Howard to be the temporary coach i mean the guy knows football right yeah analyzes it played at michigan i don't understand what the big to do is um but i understand why they're like i understand the, the idea of the fact that yes there's probably other coaches that have are waiting for you know that next step but at the same time there's only one team that has to pay the price if it was a bad decision and that's the colts there's nobody i, I just don't understand why there's a a big deal about like it's not that he was just like Purposely going out of his way to make a bad decision. I mean, he's the one that has to, to answer the questions if things don't go well, but they want to know. So. And let's talk about What's the fact happen? that it was a mid-season hire, right? Yeah. It's not like this was like an off-season hire and all that kind of stuff. I know he was. people were loving the fact that he, um, you know, that he was tweeting out just a couple of weeks ago how bad the Raiders are and then comes back to beat him. So um, definitely interesting. So, again, we just talked about – 10, 12 different things real quick. Like, there's so much we could get into. There's just not enough time. So, I mean, those are like the highlights, and we left out three things, 10 things, six things. So let's move on. Let's make some quick picks and then get on to college. We got the Titans and the Packers on Thursday night football. The Titans are 6-3. and three. They're the most boring 6-3 and three team you'll ever meet in your entire life. They're playing the Packers at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. Um, the Packers, obviously, I don't I don't know. I what, who you got? This is tough. I mean, I think they're two pretty pathetic offenses. Um, in Lambeau, as much as it hurts to say it, 
I know that Titans have Derrick Henry, but I think I'm going to have to go Green Bay. All right, I'll go with Titans just because I don't like Green Bay. Bears and Falcons on, in the Dome. I, I think the Bears are going to win. I think I I think this game, Justin Fields could have a huge game again. Maybe just I'm praying for it for fantasy, but I think the Bears win. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bears as well. I'm kind of buying into their stock. It's weird to say that to, to a 3-7 and seven team, but the they Browns, just lost to the freaking Lions. <laughs> the Browns season is unraveling. I told you there's going to be feet of snow. I don't think it makes a difference. Buffalo wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care rain or shine or whoever the hell's starting under center. Um, Josh Allen could be the left tackle. They're still winning. Washington's going up against <laughs> the poor Texans that are 1-7-1. One, and one. I just think with um, – I, I just think Chase Young's coming back. I just think Washington's better. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, you got the Eagles and the Colts. Obviously, the Eagles 9-1. and one. Now, if Saturday wins this game, look out, folks. Um, I just think the Eagles get it all back together and win. Yeah, after last week, or well, not last week, last night, um, I think they come back together, get things figured out. But I do think the Eagles, and I said this before, even before when they were undefeated, they were obviously had the best record in the NFL, but were they the best team in the NFL? No. I mean, they've shown at times this year to be struggling. Um, and last night, a couple of turnovers, um, I, they just couldn't beat the Commanders. So they've had a lot of games this, this year that even week one against the Lions where they didn't look like the best team in football. They were just winning games. They were kind of like the Giants, just just winning games, um, even though they weren't the best team in football. Jets and Patriots, I think this is a really good matchup. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but I'm going to have to go with the Jets as well. I mean, I would it surprise me if Bill Belichick gets it done? No, but I'll go with the Jets. One of the loneliest games this week, the 3-6 and six Rams versus the 3-7 and seven Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints because it's at New Orleans. I'm going to go with the Saints because the Rams suck. They suck even harder. Oh, my Lord. Lions and Giants. It's at, if if it was at Detroit, I may think about doing it. Um, But I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Lions because um, I think the Giants have gotten away lucky to be 7-2, and and I think they they fall 7-3. Lions are another game closer to the playoffs. Las Vegas against the Broncos, two and seven versus three and six. Russell Wilson came back to reality this past weekend. Folks, the Raiders have to win. Why do you say that? Just because they're your pick? Because they need a win. I put big money. I put fifty bucks on it right now. Raiders win. Whoa. Um. God, this is so tough too. And the Raiders um, are the underdog. I'm pretty sure by two points, I believe. I'll go with the Raiders. I think that they have. I think the Broncos are just like, what you see is what you get. The Raiders are actually way better than they have shown this year. So Big game on CBS. I can tell you what, though. Derek Carr will be really mad and really crying if they lose this week, though. Big game on CBS, Cowboys and Vikings. Six and three Cowboys, eight and one Vikings. It's in Minnesota. So you know what? I'll go Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings, but I see them getting upset. Sure. I wouldn't be shocked. Another 425 game on CBS, the Bengals and the Steelers. The Steelers um, played pretty good this past week against the Saints, um, but I just think Cincinnati's going to win this game. Yeah, I got the, the Bengals. Um, finally, on Sunday night football, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, the Chargers, they don't have anyone to throw to. I don't know what their wide receiver situation is. So you got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. I know that's a question. The Chargers are the Chargers are really disappointing. 
Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they are no doubt. Um, but again, they have a lot of players injured on their defense. Wide receivers, rough, and then obviously a healthy Chargers team you would pick against pretty much most of the teams in the NFL. But they just they're not they're not that right now. So, and then finally from Mexico City on Monday night, the 49ers and the Cardinals. Um, I mean, you got to go 49ers. You can't pick Cardinals. Yeah, I got 49ers as well. So next week we'll have, um, of course, a recap. We'll have a full slate of NFL games for Thursday. We got three games, of course, the Lions and the Cowboys. And then, of course, a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. So eat your turkey and watch some football. Sounds great. Hey, college basketball went into high gear last Friday. It was kind of like a kickoff classic on the air carrier, Michigan State, against the number two team in the country, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, of course, number two behind North Carolina. Steven, you watched the game. You said the foul situation was driving you crazy. You watched the Toledo game. You said the foul situation was driving you crazy. You told me you watched another game. The foul situation drove you crazy. So what's been your input the first three games you watched? Yeah, so I watched the Toledo versus UAB game. Uh, uh, it was through the Barstool Invitational or something like that. I know Dave Portnoy was making the call, but um, watched that game. I got lucky enough and blessed enough to watch 44 fouls called in that game. Um, and then I watched the uh, the Kentucky, the Michigan State-Gonzaga uh, game. I was lucky enough to watch another 44 fouls called, and then I watched... Um, at night, I watched the Michigan Eastern Michigan game, and believe it or not, they called more fouls. They called 49 fouls in that game. So um, I know it's early on in the season, and they make new rules, and they are not new rules, but they maybe change the way things are called, subtle changes, and and they make those calls. Um, and it's you know they're probably going to make more calls early in the year than they are uh, later in the year just to set the tone. And then also also the athletes, the players, um, got to get adjusted to those calls, and they have to. I think they're probably just. A little fatigue sometimes, and they kind of play handsy versus playing defense with their feet. But it's a little ridiculous that I mean, you could watch a highlight of a lot of those games that I watched on on, on Friday, and in a lot of those highlights, you're going to watch are free throws. It's just it's just hard to watch a free throw contest and be excited about basketball when you see something like that. Um, to me, you sometimes got to let them play. Um, I understand if they're they're reaching in and they're getting a little handsy on on the on dribble, but. I mean, when they're going to the hoop and the defender's arms are straight up and the defender goes straight up, it's not a foul. If he brings his arms down and slaps him in the face or jumps out at the offensive player, it's a foul. But it's not a foul if they go straight up. And and I think the officials, this can't continue to happen at this rate. Um, I'll be watching a lot more games before the uh, end of the first week of August, April. Um, So hopefully things change. But... I mean, it's just hard to watch a free throw contest and be excited about that when you got the you know some of the best athletes in the world going against each other. So yeah, Gonzaga struggled. Yeah, I I don't know if that's chance to win. So like you said, you don't know if it's Gonzaga. Yeah, I don't know if if Gonzaga is. I think Gonzaga isn't the number two team in the country. Um, I think they're very reliant on Drew Timmy, and maybe it's just early season. Um, and also playing outside, I said kind of. I think favored Michigan State a lot more, a team that outside of um, Timmy would match up pretty well against Gonzaga uh, physically. Uh, it's just I think that, you know, uh, hurt Gonzaga, they want to maybe shoot the ball a little bit more, shoot the ball, they shoot the ball a little better than Michigan State. But like I said, I don't know if, if Gonzaga just isn't amazing, but I think Michigan State's a really good basketball team. I think they've got a lot of talent this year, um, better than I thought they would be. They would be, um, and they in one player that's really not that great, um, AJ Hogarth. He's just an interesting matchup. Um, he, they, no one in Gonzaga knew how to cover him. Um, I mean, he's six foot four, probably 200, 
200 pounds, I would say, maybe maybe just a, 10 pounds less than that, I don't know. But he would just post up, and, and no one knew how to stop him. Um, he would pass the ball out of there, and he got a few buckets and a lot of free throws. So um, just, like I said, Gonzaga looked pretty good, and our Rockets are 2-0 and start the season, and I think the, that was a pretty big win for them. Um, Tell the viewers, though, so they know it now. What Mac school did you say you love? Eastern Michigan. There is not a doubt in my mind that Eastern Michigan – they may not win the postseason championship because that's just all about who gets hot and who's healthy. But I find it hard to believe Eastern Michigan's healthy that they don't win the MAC regular season because they got the best player in the MAC and Amani Bates as long as he's healthy, and they have a pretty good guard that um, probably is the f- quickest guard in in the MAC, yeah. maybe even one of the quickest guys in the country. So, all right, sounds good. We'll keep you updated. We're not diving tons into college basketball yet, as we still got so much going on and we can't fit it all into it. We don't want to have a two-hour podcast. No one's going to listen. So. We'll keep you up to date on that. College football season. We got basically two season two weeks left in the regular season. One and obviously um, the conference championship game. So here we go. Um, the college football playoff came out right after um, the last show last week. And of course, um, Michigan Ohio State 2-3 a week away from their big battle. TCU moved up to four. Um, of course, we couldn't wait to see that TCU-Texas matchup. I think we all thought TCU would go down to Texas. And Texas really struggled. So um, the the joke on Twitter, of course, was Texas is not back. Uh, but we did see a big upset with Oregon. We were on here kind of ranting and raving about Oregon, getting all this love. And, well, guess what? Um, Washington saved us from having a potential, I think, disaster. Yeah, I mean, against. it's amazing to me that Washington's got two losses right now. But I think it kind of – when because I, I was watching the game, and I think there's something that needs to change in college football, and that is – you need to be down by contact. I mean, they lost that game because of the running back slipped late. I mean, I'm not saying he would have got the first down, but that running back slipped, and then he's just down. I just I don't like that in college football. I think that you should have to be down by contact. Um, I don't think you should reward a defense for an offensive player slipping. Um, and obviously it happens more than just that play, right. but I, I it's just a thing that I, I think it needs to change in college football. I don't know if it ever will, but that's something that I think needs to change. Um yeah, we never, never really heard a reasoning why. Yeah, um, I don't get why it doesn't change. I mean, when it is in football, NFL, but not college. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't. I mean, if there was a legitimate reason why, then fine. <laughs> um, let us know. Tell us what it is. But um, really, wasn't much. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of the big upset. UCLA got knocked out at late at night. I, I was never hung up on US, UCLA. I think they were way overrated. They just kind of played a schedule, and they beat Utah, and it was it is what it was. Um, I, I, I had no stock in them to begin with. And, of course, Ohio State and Michigan, they kept going. Michigan um, just kind of grinded away and um, kind of blew them out. And Ohio State just kind of had their moments and blew out Indiana. Um, and we got one week now, somehow, some way, um, I would say both Harbaugh and Day are telling their teams, I don't care how you get it done on Saturday, just win the game, and um, let's settle it for all the marbles one week later in Columbus. Um, I feel like, Stephen, every time we've talked about Ohio State and Michigan this year, we kind of just go and say, yeah, they they won again, and I think we both we watched both games together. And I would say, yeah. Well, I think it's just different this year. I feel like the U- the Big Ten has, at least in the past years, has been like, 
they may not have the best team in the country, but they you feel like every week that they've got a tough matchup. And I just don't feel this year, other than Penn State, there really isn't a Big Ten team that even on either team's worst night really should be um, either team. I mean, I know Michigan has a solid matchup this weekend against Illinois, but um, it's just the Big Ten outside of the top three teams has been definitely worse than expected. Yeah, I would. The West obviously is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, I think two weeks ago we were kind of bragging on Illinois could be a big matchup against Michigan, and not that it's not a good matchup. I mean, Illinois is a good team, mm-hmm. but they definitely are not what we thought they were. And I agree. I mean, the West is just I, I, Iowa has to win their last two games, and they they go. Yeah. Can you imagine Iowa playing Michigan or Ohio State in that Big Twelve Big Ten championship game again? Mm-hmm. And then if Iowa loses, then Purdue wins their next two and they're in. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty folks, I'm gonna be honest with you. And oh I I don't know if I can stomach Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at least Purdue maybe. I don't I don't know. It just I don't know. Um but then again, um we just took the two best teams. So so tell me this, Steven. So Ohio State's two three right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say we they both already beat Penn State, so they're both would be going. They both would have clinched if they both win this week the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. which means that they would play next week in Columbus mm-hmm. and then play the week later in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what would they have to play for next week? Because what, let, let's just say you're the college football committee, right? Mm-hmm. let's just say for the sake of argument because the game's in Columbus, Ohio State wins by a touchdown mm-hmm. against Michigan. And a week later now, Michigan comes, and let's say Michigan wins by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what what's the difference if because the game was played one week later versus yeah. played one week earlier? Well, I think so, that's something that, that needs to be addressed because if they do move to 12 teams, then... I mean, really, is a is a championship game really worth it anymore? Because, I mean, as you're going to see this, I mean, we're going to see in a few weeks. Tennessee's not going to play in the in the play, or they're not going to play in the SEC championship. But um, okay, they're going to be in the top four. Okay. We already know that. So there, you bring up the great point. So Michigan beats Ohio State next week mm-hmm. by again. Who cares what the scores? They win by ten. Mm-hmm. Tennessee sitting at home. Michigan then has to play Ohio State the next week. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat a team two times in a year, mm-hmm. let alone in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Ohio State comes and beats Michigan by 10. Mm-hmm. Does that knock Michigan out, put Ohio State in because they beat them a week later? And then Tennessee, mm-hmm. who didn't have to play anybody, they get in. And that's the thing. Though. I think that's the issue is we're rewarding for t- teams for not winning. And I think Tennessee got lucky because, guess what, they're not going to have to play for the SEC championship now. No. And they're going to make it no matter what because they don't play. They're not going to play I mean, I'd love to see South Carolina beat them. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, um, but do I think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. So does Ohio State Michigan have to get moved up in the calendar? That's then? the that's what I mean. That's the problem. Is why? So like the the Big Ten or not the Big. So say um, Tennessee is Tennessee on the same side as Georgia. Yes. So oh, well, that kind of ruins it. But like, say Alabama was um, they had one loss. Say they didn't lose to whoever, and it was Georgia versus Alabama. Um, and Ohio State versus Michigan, why is the Big Ten game the the um, elimination game, and why is SEC not an elimination right. game? I don't know. I mean, it'll never will be because it'll never change because it's the SEC, and 
I mean, if you watch ESPN, they talk about the SEC every week, and that one lady that has no idea what she's talking about, I don't know her name, um, she talks about that every week, and she said that there's going to be at least two teams that SEC oh, into the playoffs. Yeah. I didn't know if that, know if that was her name or not. But um, but I think we got to do something because we're going to lose the rivalry in Ohio State-Michigan if it stays. Now, not every year is Ohio State-Michigan going to be number one and two. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the time – thought process is that's who would have been it would have been last year too right mm-hmm. i mean what would have been what what's what would have been the motivation to play next week in columbus yeah. i mean it's just i would have been ryan day look i will forfeit and we'll just yeah. play him the next week because i don't want to get my player injured because yeah. the second game is going to be more important than the first game yeah i mean why why would you even play and again i just think i never really thought of it as much i love the concept of having the best two teams but unfortunately, in years like this year and last year, and I hate, hate to say it, but I think in the years to come, we're just going to run into this issue more and more if that's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think once we get to 20 teams in the Big Ten, it can't go that way. Yeah. But still, it makes you wonder. Now, with that being said, we're sitting here talking about two teams. If the right things play out, if the right things play out, meaning... I think TCU loses and USC loses another game. We're, we're 60 minutes away from Ohio State, Michigan playing for the national championship potentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could happen again. Um, I don't know. It, it's something we got to think about, but I agree with you. The SEC championship game is never an elimination game. Mm-hmm. But. Ohio State, Michigan is going to be an elimination game in the eyes. And it'll be really great if it really. Um, I mean, we would see a lot of things happen if LSU ends up actually somehow beating Georgia, and you already know that they're not going to kick Georgia out. They're not going to kick out Tennessee, and they're going to try to make a way to get LSU in there with yeah. a two-loss team. So we need to make sure Georgia just handles its business. It's bad enough we're going to have to see two of them, but we don't need to see three of them. Um, well, I just think they'd have a hard time explaining themselves, especially if TCU ends up being undefeated. And then <clears throat> I don't understand how um, a two-loss LSU team can trump a one-loss Big Ten team. Say does Michigan does lose. They lose on the road to number two. Say they lose by a field goal or a touchdown. You're telling me that that's not a better loss than LSU losing twice and losing t- Tennessee by 30? Yeah. Oof. And they beat Florida State week one. Um, well, did they lose? No, they lost to Florida State by that extra point or whatever, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I just, the bias is unbelievable. Um, I wish we could find a way to, the only way to solve the bias is to have a 12-team playoff or whatever they're doing going forward. Uh, that's the only way to solve it and, and correct this horrible issue. Um, that's the the committee, the AP, the coaches poll, all of them. They just love to suck off the SEC. And, again, we're going to have an Ohio State, at some point, in the next few years, we're going to have an Ohio State-Michigan rematch somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put 12 teams in the playoff, Ohio State or Michigan play each other, one yeah. gets knocked out, someone could be 12, someone could be 6, someone could be whatever. So you're going to get that at some point. I think it's funny because I was listening um, to ESPN talk about it today, and they said the committee does not um, take into account the rematch idea. Like, they don't like they don't make their they don't make their 1 through 4 based off that. But, yeah, that's such a lie. Well, here's the thing I look at. Again, let's just – we'll just keep saying Ohio State because Ohio State's playing Michigan at home. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. U, TCU goes undefeated. Georgia wins the SEC. And Tennessee's going to get slotted in there. 
guess what, folks? It's Tennessee, Georgia again, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to move Tennessee to three? Nobody wants to see Tennessee, Georgia part two. We already saw part one, and it turned out to be one of the biggest snoozers of the year. Um, but I agree with you. I think they'll do anything they can to put two SEC schools in. So there's a part of me that says, okay, fine, let TCU run the table and get them in. But then we get USC, and I think USC is, um, folks, USC is a pathetic team. Well, I think USC will lose because they're going to have to play. Who do they have to play? They play Notre Dame, they, they play, play UCLA, UCLA, and then they week. play the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. So I, I think there's a very good chance that they lose. Very, very I good agree. chance. But again, I and, and you know we got three weeks left. I'd love to see him play Notre Dame tomorrow. Because I tell you what, I know Notre Dame isn't great. They're six and three. I tell you what, they're they're playing tough right now, and they just did beat the living shit out of Clemson. Yeah. So expect the unexpected the last three weeks. Let's make a few picks. In twenty minutes, the rivalry of I seventy five takes place here in Toledo. We got snow falling in the glass bowl. The Rockets have already clinched. They're already headed to Detroit to play for the MAC championship. They're a huge favorite. Steven Toledo wins, right? Yep, they're not gonna lose to BGSTD. All right, then we'll go with we'll go with the Rockets and see what happens. Um, the Tulane Green Wave lost this week playing SMU on Thursday night. Um, you still believe in the Green Wave? I didn't. You believed in them last week and they lost. Well, I do believe in the Green Wave. I'm picking the Green Wave. I'm gonna go SMU just because of that. SMU can score some points. It'll be good to see. Obviously, I think we both agree Michigan's going to win against Illinois. What are you most excited, nervous about, thinking about, Stephen, one week for the rivalry game? Um, Got to find a way to win, I guess. I mean, they haven't really looked very good other than the Penn State game. So I guess you find a way to win and hope you play your best game in Columbus. So you only got to play one good game if you win on Saturday. You only got to play one more good game to you know, cement your position in the playoff, really. Baylor's a Jekyll and Hyde team. They might score three points. They might score 35 points. They're playing TCU at Baylor. Um, It's a noon kickoff, which is 11 a.m. there. TCU has been riding the gauntlet. You wonder, okay, do they let up maybe a little bit and Baylor come and, and maybe pull the upset? I think it's a sneakier, closer game than people think. I don't think Baylor's that big of an underdog. I think I looked yesterday, running three or four points. I think TCU, two and a half. Two and a half? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Something doesn't seem right there. Vegas must know something right now yeah, that we don't know. We don't know. I'm going to go TCU, but, gosh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor, Baylor wins. Because of that, I'm going to go Baylor because I don't know why TCU is not a bigger favorite, but they're not. God. They were an eight-point underdog. Texas. Now they're only a two-point favorite to Baylor. Oof. All right, I'll go Austin P over Alabama. Ah, <laughs> uh, kidding. Never fools. All right, so the SEC, of course, this is their off week where they play all the, the the little sisters of the poor. So good luck to the little sisters of the poor. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's just boom. Indiana found a quarterback. They're going to Michigan State. I'll go with State, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana don't pull the upset, folks. I mean, if they can just get going offensively right away and have him be the guy, I mean, I don't know if he's starting or not, but I would think he should start, but we never know. Um, Tom Allen needs to start him, though, to show that he has something, some type of promise. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Michigan State as well. They're looking a lot better, and they're going to they're gonna win Saturday. So. 
Kansas State was 19th in the latest BC, in the BCS in the CFB college football playoff. They they are they they're the team that would be slated to play TCU if they went out. They're playing at West Virginia. You and I have this conversation every week. We've been making these predictions. When you go to West Virginia, funny things happen besides singing music, um, country road. But Kansas State better be careful because weird things happen. Oh, at West Virginia, I'll go Kansas State, but we got to mention this game because I think it could be an upset. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think Adrian Martinez is still playing yet, so, um, and they still beat up Baylor, so I guess I'll go with Kansas State. The team that is ranked every week, and if they're ranked at 9.30 tonight, I'm going to throw up. I'll be sleeping, but when I wake up, I'll throw up. George, Kentucky, still somehow ranked, playing Georgia. Georgia struggled in that first half against Mississippi State. They gave up that punt return. Mississippi State was driving the ball on them quite a bit. I watched a lot of that game, actually. Um, I don't know. Georgia did not look like the same team as the week before. They're going to beat Kentucky, but again, it's at Kentucky. Kentucky's down and out. People are talking, trashing them like I am. Maybe that um, first-round draft pick of the NFL. We love this, baby. Maybe. This is where he makes his money. Maybe. I'll go Georgia, but folks, just watch it. Yeah, I'm going to go Georgia. Um, I mean, I think it would be funny, I guess, if Georgia lost, but it would be great if Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU, um, TCU, and USC lost this weekend. Ohio State's playing. That's not going to happen. No. Ohio State's playing at Maryland. Maryland looked like gangbusters a little bit when they played Michigan. Um, To his brother got injured. And he's playing, but Maryland's offense rank like I don't know what's happened. I just hope it I hope they have another week like this against Ohio State. Um they look horrible, folks. Just horrible. So I'm praying the Buckeyes win. I don't care how they get it done because they won by a point like happened a few years ago there. Um I'm gonna go Ohio State, but God, just any way you have to do it, Ohio State, just do it. Yeah, I know. That's who I'm picking, so um, an interesting game, I would say. I just am mentioning it. We're not going to make the pick. Miami is like a 19-point underdog at Clemson. Miami's been at the balls of society, folks. Um, I think Clemson wins, but, man, 19 It's two points. offenses that have been horrible. Class. Yeah, that's the thing. So they have 19 points as the line. Just seems kind of, just seems kind of shocking. So I'll go that, and we'll see what ends up happening. Um, you mentioned Tennessee at South Carolina. Um, it would be fun to see Tennessee lose again, um, but I think Tennessee just there's no way they're gonna lose South Carolina. I'm going South Carolina. Give me uh, Spencer Rattler and whatever that coach's oh name is. God. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. It's Bedlam. Um, they're unranked teams. Oklahoma, I think, is 500 right now. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma. I guess I'm shocked at how. How quick the fall has been at Oklahoma. I didn't think it would be as great as it is. Um, you got Oklahoma State winning? Yeah, Oklahoma State. Okay. Did they win this last weekend? Um, yeah, I, I think they did. Watching it. Who'd they play? Um, a team you picked. I know that. Oh, God, of course. Oh, let's see. Who'd they play? Are they not are they not ranked anymore? Yeah. Ugh. Okay, I guess I'll just go Oklahoma State then. That's what I like to hear. USC against UCLA at the Rose Bowl on Fox. I'm going UCLA. I think Chip Kelly brings him back. And, Chip, we uh, need you for this weekend. We definitely do. 
And then finally, at night, I know it's a Saturday night, folks, but there's no way I'll still be up to watch this game kicking off at 10.30. Utah at Oregon. I think Utah's a more physical team. I think Utah beats up Oregon. I got the Utah Utes, baby. How do you like that? We have a lot of it's 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 a not I want to say a quiet week. These weeks are the weeks that come up and get you. But on the flip hey, side, it could be a good week if if a certain team or it could be a big week if certain teams lose. And I think there's a chance that at least one of the at least one of the top eight. Well, UC USC, I think definitely. I think without question that there's like a seventy percent chance that they lose one of the follow, the following three weeks, whether it's to UCLA. You, uh, Notre Dame, and then in the Pac-12 championship. I find it very hard to believe that they'll win all three games. And I'm telling you what, Tennessee did not look like they were, they didn't look like they were uh, world leaders against Missouri until very end. Yeah, the very end. I mean, half. so, I mean, against a team like South Carolina, as long as they don't beat themselves in that situation, they could be beating Tennessee if they if they play like that for three quarters. And you never know how Tennessee will react in that fourth quarter and, and playing at South Carolina. You never know. Yeah, we'll see. That might be wishful thinking, but hey. So let's set the groundwork of what will be at next week. Next week, we'll be prepared for Thanksgiving football. And then, of course, two straight days of college football on Friday and Saturday. NFL, of course, Sunday and then that Monday. Of course, it's rivalry week. It's Michigan at Ohio State. If everything goes as status quo, if Michigan handles its business, Ohio State handles its business, it's going to be the first time since, what, 2006 mm-hmm. that both teams... Well, it'll be the third time since 2006 that both teams will be in the top four playing right. each other. But they'll be undefeated. Actually, no. Well, yeah. Yes, top I mean, four. But yeah, the first time since 2006 that they'll both be undefeated. Both undefeated. It was an epic game in 2006. Lloyd Carr and Jim Trussell, 42-39. Um, I'm just happy the game's in Columbus because I think it at least gives Ohio State somewhat of a chance. Um, it'll be really exciting next week. We'd never want to look ahead, but it'll be fun if next week we get to talk all Ohio State-Michigan, break down what the great matchups will be. We will do it no matter what, but we would be a little sadder if one of them <laughs> somehow loses this week. Um, like I said, I don't care how you got to do it, Ohio State. I don't care how you got to do it, Michigan. You both need to set the stage for, I think, what will be the biggest game in Ohio State-Michigan history in a long, long time. Again, that 2006 will be a little bit different because they were both 1-2 and two coming into it. Um, but the energy, the excitement after what happened last year, um, Michigan in the playoff last year as well, like it could set up to be just – Unbelievable, And, again, with the outside chance that, yes, I mean, we're not going to hold on to it, that the loser of the game still has a chance to get in. So it will be wonderful. If I'm Ryan Day, I'm checking the weather right now. What's the weather going to be in Columbus in one week? So next week's podcast will be action-packed. It's the rivalry we can't wait to talk about. Let's just pray. There can be upsets in every game in college football except two of them. So Saturday night at 7 o'clock, hopefully it's officially Rivalry Week. Folks, we'll be back in a week.